I need to know everything. Who and the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but I like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George. I hop in the Porsche, a five and a horse. I'm ready for war. I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost. I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk. So I'm letting them talk. What's going on, people? It's Dan with another damn fantasy podcast, and we're back for week 15. Trevor, it's playoff time. How are we feeling tonight, buddy? Dude, this is exciting. We're, we're live on YouTube for the first <laughs> time as a duo. Uh, and it's playoff season, right? It is playoff time. Time to really buckle down. It, it's such a long season. 14 weeks, you're grinding. Draft season seems like it's years away at this point in time, right? And so now it's a reset. Anything can happen each and every week. you got to really be on your toes and be ready to rock this week. Absolutely. And quick shout out to our presenters, Stadium Rant. Make sure you check them out, www.stadiumrant.com for all your sports content needs. They're going to take care of you out there. And yeah, you know, it just feels like yesterday I was doing mock drafts in July and now it's like fast forwarded and and we're here and ready to uh, ready to try and secure that Super Bowl title in our leagues. And that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're going to help you all do. Uh, if you're with us tonight, hit that like button, jump into the chat. If you've got a question, maybe you're sitting on a couple of guys you're looking to pick up still, start sit questions. We really want to start going live so we can answer those questions for you now during the podcast. Uh, we'll be happy to help you all out as we, of course, will still give you our, you know, the NFL news, our starts, our streams of the week. And we're also going to check in on our own playoff teams tonight, Dan, kind of show, show our listeners what we've got cooking up for the playoffs. <laughs> so that ought to be a fun time. We got to prove we know what we're talking about, right? That's right. Um, if we're not, uh, if we don't have any playoff teams, then we're not doing, we're not listening to our own advice. Maybe put it that way. That is right. Yeah, I try, I try every week to just jump in and start some of the guys that we even talk about and get some of our starts and streams from what I'm looking at for my own teams too. I think it's super helpful, and most of them have paid off. Not all of them. Uh, <laughs> two weeks ago, we were bad, right? But last week. This past week, we killed it, so I can't wait to talk about that. You did a good job, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's jump in. Back. Let's jump into some news, though. You got it, dude. So injuries, we'll start there because that's obviously what we got to pay attention to. We've been doing it all year, looking at players going up, going down. We've seen some uh, some high ADP caliber players kind of fall, um, and that's just the nature of it, right? So uh, starting with a couple of guys that, Maybe we're hurt this past weekend or or are going to be overcoming some injuries. And we'll start with Brock Purdy. Uh, questionable this weekend with a finger injury. He must have tweaked something in that beatdown of San Francisco last weekend. Uh, we Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo went down. So I'm not really sure who that leaves for San Francisco at quarterback, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to bring back Trey Lance, right? He's still injured, unfortunately. Right. Although my best ball teams would absolutely love. A little Trey Lance here, and but I don't I don't know who else is there either. I do think though, no matter who it is, I mean Christian McCaffrey, the way he looked last week, just I think he's fully embedded into this lineup or this uh, offense now, and he's got like top three running back written all over him week after week at this point in time. So if you if you survived it and you made it to the playoffs <laughs> with him, that's a guy that I'm really loving to have right now. Absolutely. And then another guy who's actually playing the San Francisco 49ers this week is the Seattle Seahawks running back, Kenneth Walker, the rookie. He had that weird ankle injury where it was kind of like a compound thing. Maybe he was just running too hard or whatever, but um, should be playing this week. He was practicing here and there. They are playing on Thursday night, so it's going to be kind of a slow uh, walkthrough kind of session deal for them. But uh, he will he is expected to play. Uh, this weekend so make sure you plug him in for those playoff lineups thank goodness need him <laughs> need him back and we can't go too much farther without shouting out your boy trey uh shouting out your hat tonight the fastest hey, 40 you already you know bro That's right. you already know <laughs> That's right. had to rep had to rep <clears throat> another finger issue which is kind of odd uh, tyler boyd he's not the only Cincinnati wide receiver that's in question this week, but Tyler boy is expected to miss a couple weeks and then look for T Higgins last week. He, he was healthy. He was off the injury report. Then he barely plays injures again. Not sure if he's going to play this week or not, but make sure you pay attention. I'm not even sure I'm comfortable playing T Higgins. If he is healthy, unless he has a full practice tomorrow and Thursday, 
just because he's done this now, what, twice this year to yep. where he has been on off the injury report and then not played in that very next game. Very frustrating for T. Higgins uh, managers this year. But, yeah, Tyler Boyd definitely going to be out a few weeks. Yep. He got me earlier in the season. I didn't fall for it last weekend, luckily. Uh, moving into some other quarterback news, Russell Wilson suffered that uh, concussion against Kansas City. It's likely that he's – Maybe not going to play this weekend. I don't think he's worked at all in practice. They'd be smart maybe not to. I know they've been kind of uh, – they've been a little more careful with those concussions, those head injuries. Pretty much if you're getting uh, checked out for a concussion, you can almost guarantee that that player is not going to come back into the game. Yeah, not coming back in the games anymore. And and also, you know, some of these, if, if they show too many signs, they're, they're pretty much automatic, not going to see the field next week either. But what's the point in rushing Russell Wilson here? You don't – you're completely out of it. This is your franchise quarterback at this point. You paid him, what, five years, uh, right. a ton of, of money. So you're not going to risk him going out there and, and injuring himself even more, especially with concussion. I would not expect him. I don't really think a lot of playoff teams are leaning on Russell Wilson. If <laughs> you are, um, <laughs> make sure you turn into the stream session because we'll give you a couple of quarterbacks that should still be available. <laughs> Um, another quarterback, though, here missed practice today, Justin Fields. It did sound like it was just an illness, and he sh- should, in theory, be ready to go this weekend. So, uh, But just monitor that. The, the illness, it feels like it's been all over every team right now. Everybody's got the flu or something going on. So check that. But, yeah, we want to make sure we let you know J- Justin Fields missed practice today. Yep. The bugs are going around. Um, I think there was rumors about maybe Chiefs were having an issue like that. We know the Eagles had it a little bit earlier this season. AJ Brown, he was sick uh, for sure. So, <clears throat> you know that can that can cause you to miss a game, especially if it flares up at the right, at the right time or or the wrong time, depending on what your perspective is. Uh, Debo Samuel injures his knee and ankle. This one looked pretty serious initially. I think there were a lot of uh, concerns. He maybe doesn't come back for the rest of the season. Um, they're expecting him to come back in three to four weeks, but at that point, it'll be a little too late for us fantasy managers to uh, you know, plug him back in the lineup for anything. Yeah, and I think Brock Purdy, well, if, if he plays, has looked good enough that San Francisco should continue to win. No, no need to rush Debo back before the playoffs. Right. This one hurts. He hadn't been great since Christian McCaffrey showed up in town, but it's still Debo Samuel. He still has that you know, 60 yard touchdown ability that not everybody in the league has. And he's still a guy you're putting in your lineup each and every week. So this one hurts. And this one is a guy that definitely was on a lot of playoff teams. And now you got to go without him and to do it right before Man. the playoffs. That's just a, that's just a bummer. I, uh, I actually traded him in a dynasty league because I'm in the playoffs <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to use Debo. So I'll move on from him and, and get somebody else. So might as well it's get kinda, some draft capital. You gotta you gotta figure it out and just you know move on without Debo at this point. I dropped him in a redraft league. I, I there's no to me there's no reason to hang on to him. Right, unless you're in a keeper, it's really Absolutely, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, couple other concussions. Tyler Huntley suffered one against the Steelers this past Sunday. He actually has been cleared, had a full participation today, and they are expecting him to start this Saturday against the Cleveland Browns. And then Devontae Parker also had a concussion, very obvious one on Monday Night Football. The refs did not catch it. Luckily, Nelson Aguilar was there to hold it down for his teammate. Yeah, good and, for him, uh, for real. I mean, man, how do you miss that? I mean, where we talked about it on uh, the Fastest 40 when we were recording early, earlier this week. There's a guy that's supposed to be scouting that kind of thing out, along with the officials that are on the field, and that just slips right through the cracks. Bathroom break or something for the scout, just kind of – <laughs> missing that 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 was bad but luckily they got play stopped and got him out although i'm pretty sure play stopped because of a challenge flag i'm not even certain they actually stopped it because of him but happy to see it was stopped either way yeah. a couple of patriots wider stick with the patriots i guess a couple of the running backs here Ramondre stevenson did not participate on wednesday another terrible injury right before the playoffs Man. um yeah he's got an ankle injury but Damien Harris is trending the opposite way. He is looking like he could play this week. I think to me, and I'll ask you what your thoughts are. 
if it's Damian Harris and no Ramondre, you're putting Damian Harris in your lineup this week. If Ramondre plays, you're going right back to him. I, I'm not worried about Damian Harris being healthy. If Ramondre is healthy, we saw it a couple of weeks ago where they were both in and Ramondre still smashed. But wanted to kind of get your perspective on if and when who are you playing on this with I'm, these two. I'm 100 percent with you on that. I think Damian Harris is going to be a phenomenal play if Stevenson can't suit up because of who they're matched up against with the Las Vegas Raiders on the schedule. Um, you know, running backs tend to have a pretty successful day against them. But if Stevenson's in, I think the Patriots go right back to leaning on him. Uh, they tried to get him back in that game on Monday night, and it just proved to be a little bit too much. And, you know, maybe Bill Belichick was like, okay, pull him. Let's save him for our playoff push. We got a big AFC matchup next week. Well, no no sense in hurting him against the Cardinals. Kyler just went down. Um, let's get him off this field. So, yeah, absolutely. And, so I hope that's what the scenario was. Tough for, for some of these fantasy managers who need a win, right? Yeah. Kyler and Stevenson, you're going into Monday Night Football. You're feeling really good about yourself. And two, two bad injuries for fantasy football. A couple wide receivers here. I think both of these guys end up on the field this weekend, but definitely something we still need to monitor. And Tyree Kill with an ankle injury. And then DJ Moore sprained his knee. I would say DJ Moore's more on the, the side of potentially not playing than Tyreek is. Mm -hmm. But I think they both end up on the field this week. We'll have to check Thursday, Friday practices. I saw something come out that the Panthers were leaning towards him playing um, and pretty optimistic about it. But if if he did miss any time, it would really just be this one weekend. So, I mean, at this point, you know, DJ Moore really hasn't put up the numbers that we were expecting him to this year. He's been a little bit better with Sam Darnold on the field. But um, even even if he's healthy, I don't know how much I love his him in the in the game basically um there, it's very likely you've got some other options there and uh we'll talk a little bit about what those might look like here later too um looking at the ir there's a lot of movement <laughs> this week um hunter renfro and darren waller have been designated to return from the ir after missing multiple weeks nicole hardman's 21 day window was open for his ir return Dallas Goddard had the same treatment over there in the Eagles. So a lot of tight end help coming on the way for, uh, you know, anyone that's been holding on to Darren Waller and Goddard since the midseason. And then Marcus Mariota lands on the IR with a knee injury on the bye week. Yeah, it kind of feels like maybe maybe they knew something a little bit about this because uh, they did come out and stated that Desmond Ritter was going to be the starter even even before the bye week. So I'm not 100% sure what went on here, but they already came out and said Desmond Ritter. So not somebody that you're going to be relying on. I don't anticipate us relying on him during the playoffs. But, you know, dynasty-wise, Desmond Ritter, this will kind of give you an idea of what you've got from this guy, just like it'll give the Falcons an idea of what they have in Desmond Ritter. So get four games under his belt here, kind of lean into next year a little bit. It'll be interesting to see. Which is weird because the Falcons are like 100% in this playoff race. They the are, NFC South is back. so bad that the Falcons can still win this thing. Uh, but I think they kind of see the writing on the wall and maybe just move on with Desmond Ritter and kind of see how he pans. And, and for, you know, games, that if they win, you know, they could really mean something for them. Absolutely. And then bringing it back to Monday night's game for the Cardinals, obviously we hinted at it earlier, Kyler Murray tore his ACL uh, non-contact. I mean, you can kind of see rough. his knee jar a little bit there on the turf. Um, Rondell Moore also suffered an injury, and so they placed him on IR as well. Both of their seasons have concluded. Um, Cardinals stacked wide receiver room. They still have Robbie Anderson. They still have DeAndre Hopkins. They still have uh, Hollywood Brown, of course. But, you know, not having Kyler Murray back there with Colt McCoy, as much as I like Colt McCoy, um, I don't know that he's really doing much for anyone outside of DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's going to be the sole beneficiary here. Yeah, and I think that, you know, this will help. No Kyler helps James Conner because there's less rushing from your quarterback in this situation. Mm -hmm. So I think that boosts James Conner. I don't know that James Conner is going to go off and be a league-winning type running back for us the rest of the year. But I do think this boosts him just because – Kyler runs the ball a lot inside the five yard line. Yep. There, you know, Cole McCoy is not going to do those kind of things. So tough news for Kyler. 
really even going into next year, right? We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but this is, this should, I would assume it's going to linger into the start of next season, just knowing the timing of this towards the end of the year here. So be aware of that as you you think about your dynasty leagues and keeper leagues going into next year. Yep. Uh, how about this Cole Beasley thing coming back to the Bills? <laughs> he just he can't get enough. A, he tried to make a little comeback earlier in the year with the Bucks, and it just didn't. I guess he didn't find the love for the game. Hopefully, you know the Bills uh, reignite something in him. That's kind of where he he made his name a little. I guess he made his name with the Cowboys, but he really right. kind of took it to the next level with the Bills. Um, He's got that familiarity with Josh Allen. I'm not rushing to the waivers to pick him up or anything, but um, it could provide a nice little boost for Josh Allen. Uh, maybe somebody that's reliable over the middle. We haven't really seen that for him outside of Stephon Diggs. So, yeah, let me give you uh, three more really not fantasy relevant players, but some they've been in the news this year, this week, and they used to be fantasy relevant. Uh, OBJ. Looks like he's not going to be healthy at all this year. So if some reason you've been holding on to him, drop him. Uh, he is not going to be signed. He's not going to play this year. He will wait until next year. So get rid of him. T.Y. Hilton signed with the Cowboys. Another like guy has come back from the dead and just gonna jump in there. <laughs> I don't think the Cowboys play the Texans anymore this season. Maybe they need him before last week because T.Y. Hilton does destroy the Houston Texans. Uh, but unfortunately, he's not going to have that chance. And again, I don't think there's much there. And then the Falcons release, released Damian Williams. Uh, he's, you know, he's always got a part in my heart. And I think yours too. Big dog, Damian Williams still should have been the MVP. Should have three touchdowns. Are you kidding me? Should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, Brock Purdy just joined. What's up, Trent? Um, Trent, I need to know, did you put in a $100 bid on Brock Purdy? Our waivers for a dynasty league doesn't go into it through Wednesday to Thursday. And this kid hasn't used any of his money all year. So drop I need to know the big bucks just, on him. Just drop drop it all. Hundred bucks. Come on, dude. Make it the holidays. Treat yourself. Hundred up. <laughs> all right, Dan. Let's uh if you're in the chat, thank you for being here. Hit that like button for us. 99. All right. You gotta save yourself a buck just for something, right? You jump never know. The, jump in the chat for us. Let us know your thoughts. We're gonna talk a couple of our leagues here, a couple of our teams. Let us know. Roast them if you want to. Tell us that we're great at drafting if you want to, whatever it be. But, Dan, I will let you start us off here. Talk a little bit about some of your playoff teams. Yeah, man. So I, this year, was in five redraft leagues and two dynasty leagues. So I got seven of them. Uh, Currently, Lucky enough to have locked up one of my playoff spots in one of my redraft leagues. I locked up one in a dynasty league, missed out on another dynasty league for the playoffs, uh, finished about 500, I believe. And then in the other three, we're playing 15 game schedules in those leagues. So, you know, championship is going to be weeks 16 and 17, four teams go. And currently I'm holding on to playoff spots in two. Uh, just outside with one at eight and six. So I'm going to show you uh, one of my redraft leagues, and I'll go for the uh, the better one here. Naturally, uh, that's going to be the, yeah. We uh, don't want to show you know the the bad one, <laughs> right? That's going to be the go-to. Uh, so let's go ahead and share this screen here. Boom. And so right here, Ezekiel twenty-five seventeen. That's the team name. We finished twelve and two. Uh, lucky for me. I did not have to go through a ton of injury woes with this team. Um, Just super lucky. I mean, that's not something that happens. I think pretty much every year, one of my top five picks ends up going down, and that just didn't happen with this team. So finished with the most points in the league. And uh, it's a 12-man league with a flex, PPR, half point. So, you know, Mahomes, Miles Sanders, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb, Hopkins, those were all guys I drafted. Ended up picking up the Eagles defense and Brett Maher, who has been phenomenal for the Dallas Cowboys kicking field goals. Um, My obvious weak point on the roster is Dawson Knox. I didn't draft a tight end until about round 12, and I made a trade towards the end of the season to acquire Jonathan Taylor kind of when he was falling off, right? He had suffered that that injury. So I pounced on that moving DJ Moore and Brian Robinson for him. Yeah. You got, you got some stacked here, even in the, even on your bench, right? Right. So the bench DK. 
the bench, I uh, I picked up a couple of these guys. So someone dropped Dak Prescott at one point. I think he was hurt for a little bit. And then Darren Waller got dropped. He's actually activated again, and DK got dropped. So um, was able to scoop a couple of those guys up. And, you know, I'm poised for a, a nice little playoff run. We do six teams in this league. And I have the, a first round buy. So my what I'm doing right now is praying that none of my guys get hurt on this little bye week that I've got here. Yeah, absolutely. I like the J.K. Dobbins saying I'm interested to see how they how he does this week against a really bad rush defense in Cleveland. Like was last was last week just an anomaly or can he actually, you know, really kind of be consistent and put up those kind of points? week in and week out. We've seen that right. in the past for him. We just have not seen it this year at all uh, for him. No. So we'll see. That's a, that's a guy that I'm very intrigued. Not necessarily ready to put back my starting lineup yet, but somebody I've got my eye on moving forward if, if we can see it a couple weeks in a row and being consistent there in Baltimore and staying healthy for that matter. 100%. If I had to pick um, an MVP on this squad here, I would honestly – it would be hard not to take Mahomes or Devontae Adams naturally, but I would honestly go with Miles Sanders. I mean, this is a guy that I got super late in the draft, and he's put up – I mean, I can open up his profile here. He's a top eight running back. So this is a guy that is kind of turned into a league winner for me with the numbers that he's been able to put up. He's been a touchdown machine. He's been super active in the run game. Um, and the Eagles, that offensive line – really has been doing wonders for not just Miles Sanders, but for Jalen Hurts in the run game as well. So I guess that's where that's who I would name my my squad MVP on this one. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh really sharp, sharp team there. And it feels like you've you don't really have question marks anywhere up and down there. And if you did, you would be able to, you know, you got Dawson Knox, but you got Darren Waller coming back. So right. Uh, smart sharp there. Let me show you a little bit of my um my redraft league before we get in a little dynasty action. Yes, uh, Miles sir. Sanders, man. I I've never got on the Miles Sanders train, but everybody else is doing it. I loved him. Uh, let me uh let me pull mine up. So I went redraft season this year, four week redraft leagues, made the playoffs in three of them. This is not my best team, but probably my most fun team. Uh ends <laughs> up in the six in sixth place. Eight eight teams go to the playoffs. And I say my most fun team because you can see here. Look, I mean, Trevor Lawrence definitely picked him up off off the waiver wire. Tony Pollard, I drafted in the eighth round. Kenneth Walker, I assume I drafted in the ninth round, right after Tony Pollard. Yep, ninth round. Oh, there we so go. So got him. So eight nine. So I go full zero RB and get Tony Pollard and Kenneth Walker. Uh, I like that a lot. This is a keeper league. We keep three, and it's just your first three picks. I came into the season keeping Javante Williams, <laughs> which Debo Samuel and Travis Kelsey. Okay. Uh, so I kept those three and I just kind of, you know, obviously just went off with running, but wide receivers and Gabe Davis, Devonte Smith, Cortland Sutton, uh, Marquez, Michael Gabb. I'm sure I drafted all these guys, but now you can see it's just, that's not the guys that I'm running out. Uh, this right. week, I'm still kind of worried about this Gabe Davis thing. He has been pretty bad. I mean, you see here, he's, what, 26, whatever. Chuba getting a little action, picked him up a couple weeks ago. Uh, he hasn't really played much, but then Foreman got hurt. So, I don't know. We'll see. They split carries last week. Um, I think both of them are playable. Uh, it's definitely kind of, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel great, right, to, to mm -hmm. play Chuba or Dante Foreman after last week and how seeing how they split those carries. Uh, but we'll see. They're definitely going to run the ball and run the ball often there. Right. Uh, and then, you know, got to play the defense game here, right? Picked up Seattle two weeks ago in anticipation for the Atlanta matchup. Don't want to play the Bills against Miami. So just trying to play that playoff defense uh, with a redraft league and look a couple weeks into the future. I've already been looking at week 17, just in case. If you make it there, you want to make sure mm -hmm. you have the right defense there. So uh, just one of my teams, not necessarily one I feel super great about. Let's see the matchup I've got here. I will say this, you know, while you're looking that up, I will say this about the Bills defense. Watch out for the weather report there because yeah. they're reporting maybe three to six feet of snow. Um, Tua hasn't looked that great. 
maybe worth uh you know a, a sneaky play there yeah that's uh that's that's a very sharp point i don't mind that at all i'm i'm looking here i didn't realize it but my my man sheldon he's got kyler murray on the ir so that's going to be tough uh, he'll i'm sure you know we'll probably have somebody on the waiver wire so he can replace him with hopefully we don't give 40 points out of Evan Ingram again last week, <laughs> like we did last week. But yeah, some good stuff here. I'm looking forward to that matchup. But let's talk one more for you. Is it Chu or Chubb? I don't know. I always say uh, Ch- Chuba. Chuba. That's how I Chuba. pronounce it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll probably say it both ways. The more I talk, the more I just say it every which way I can. Uh, <laughs> let's see one dynasty team for you here. Who you got going to the playoffs? Yeah, so this one is a dynasty league. We got super flex, no defense, no kicker, nothing like that. But, um, you know, I, I was able to finish the season 10 and 4. I actually still have about 72 bucks in waivers. So this is one of my other teams that uh, per- performed really well, but also didn't have to deal with a ton of injuries, luckily. So, you know, finished the league 10 and 4, um, just a game out of that first seed, but I still do get the buy. Uh, this week so if I'm looking at the you know the the tournament down here um, you'd be able to see that so I'm going to pull up into my my lineup and you know Patrick Mahomes my first pick off the board it's super flex so you know the quarterbacks tend to go a little bit earlier there ended up securing Austin Eckler in that second round Kamara I grabbed later so we actually drafted this over the summer before anything was known about Alvin Kamara's legal troubles and he's going like fourth or fifth round probably at that point exactly super flex maybe even a little later I got him I think six I don't know if they show it on on the sleeper app here I'm not seeing anything for it but um maybe if I scroll down here yeah so fifth round Fifth round's where I got him. So, you know, a little bit later uh, than you would have expected. And it is Dynasty. So, you know, a lot of those older players are going a little bit later. So, you know, Mike Evans got him on the later end. D-Hop was suspended, so I got him really late. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts. I think I'll check real quick, but he was one of my earlier picks, if I recall. Yeah, third round. So Jalen Hurts ends up being my my super flex QB with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's a tandem uh, that I'm going to be able to hold on to for that's quite a steal. some time. That's a steal. How did he yeah. go third round? I was uh, so I was the first, or I was the second overall pick. So he comes all the way around in the first round. No one takes him. Second round comes by. No one takes him. So really, it was super early in the third round, but still a shocker, you know. Because of how young he is, I mean, even if even if you don't believe in the talent, you'd at least take a flyer on him because he's only what 24, 25? Right, and he showed it with his legs last year. Even if he wasn't going to take the next step, which he obviously has, the fantasy relevancy was still there. Uh, but yeah. I guess I could, you know, maybe if they weren't buying in and thought maybe he wasn't going to keep his job potentially, but he's all in now. He is fully so implanted as the long term franchise quarterback for Philly. So you've got a steal. Absolutely. And then on the bench, you know, I had Darren Waller in this league too. He was on IR. Uh, James Conner had some troubles. The young rookie Christian Watson held on to him. And then I've got Clyde Edwards Alaire down here. So, um, you know, I was able to make some some pretty savvy moves in this draft, uh, being a dynasty league and all. But, um, you know, we'll see how the playoffs go. I do I do have myself a bye uh, this week. So um, we'll see. Hopefully it's kind of the same situation, right? You're just kind of hoping and praying that, your uh your guys don't get stay hurt healthy. while they're taking the week off. Just stay healthy. Take put them on the bench, do something. Yeah, right. that's uh that's right. And I really like that you had J- J- Jameson Williams and Christian Watson. So get some of those rookies in a, a startup league Absolutely. like that. So get some young guys in there, sprinkle one. Um, I'm gonna show you mine. This is on my fantasy league, so it's a little bit harder. It's definitely not as friendly to stream with, but you can still see. Uh, it's a one quarterback league, and the quarterbacks score a ton of points, as you can see here. Um, you know, he's Josh Allen's averaging thirty-eight point eight. Like it's just the the scoring that we have. But this is a sixteen-team dynasty league. I've talked about it multiple times on our podcast before. Um, just went off and traded for Derrick Henry. I traded Rashad Bateman and a first-round pick. Not something I would ever. Uh, give advice to do. I actually give advice to trade away Derrick Henry, 
but I am going for my second, uh, trying to go back to back with championships here. So I'm definitely going after it. And I believe in, I believe in going after it. If you're in the playoffs, just go like, just try unless you're just absolutely decimated with injuries or something, but you made the playoffs. Other than that, just make a, make a move. Right. And that's what I just did to get Keenan Allen. Um, I actually had Debo Samuel. I moved Debo Samuel for the, the guy who's four years older and a second round pick. That's a 2025. So it's a long, long ways away. But again, Keenan Allen can help me right now with his 14 targets a game versus Debo Samuel sitting on the bench. Uh, I also have Cooper Cup on this team. He's on my IR, so you don't see him listed here. So, yeah, just been rolling out your boy, Gerald Everett, each and every week at tight end. Uh, loving what we see in there. And I used to just roll out four run- wide receivers each and every week, but I went and picked up Derrick Henry. I got this Pollard Zeke and this Jones Dillon thing going on. I actually yeah. kind of like it, um, you know, especially when Zeke was out and Pollard took over, I was ready to rock there. So I kind of like that dynasty, but yeah, this is a, this is a team that's, that's uh, really come on. As you see, my division was very, very, very wow. difficult this year. Um, yeah. So I ended up actually losing the ass kicker three weeks <laughs> before the end beat Mr. McGibbless this past week uh, to knock him off. So really it's a very interesting league. we we run it by division. You make the playoffs by division. And then the next four teams are the the best points for as wild cards. So very interesting. I love this, love this, uh, this style and this mm-hmm. league. And I love being the number one seed and hopefully Man, going for it. Your team's really impressive. I got to say for a dynasty league, especially mm-hmm. is how deep your league is 16 teams to have uh, the tandem alone, alone with AJ Dillon and Jones and Pollard and, and Zeke, um, you have to be making some savvy trades and moves and making sure that you're capitalizing on those scenarios. Whenever guys aren't making the playoffs, you know, they're wanting to retool their team. They're wanting to get back into it. And it seems like you're really taking advantage of that uh, whenever those opportunities come up. And that's what you got to do whenever you're making a, you know, your playoff run, especially in leagues like that. Yeah, especially in dynasty leagues. Like, don't be afraid. First of all, if you're a dynasty, if you're in a dynasty league, stop putting trade deadlines in dynasty. That's my own opinion. I think it's, I think it's terrible. I think it, it ruins the, the opportunity for some of these lower teams to dump old players that are still producing. Like, I would never give it up Debo Samuel for Keenan Allen. Like, that's just not something I want to do. I want a wide receiver that's four years younger. But in this situation, you miss the playoffs. I'm in the playoffs and I lose a guy like, yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of him so I can make a run for it. Right. So right. if you have trade deadlines and dynasty, it really just kills that opportunity for some of these teams who are missing the playoffs to, to make a run or to, to dump off some of their old veterans that can help somebody else win, but also have high value uh, now because somebody else needs them. Uh, if right. you have to wait another five weeks to the off season, nobody wants them anymore at that point in time. Right. So, right. Uh, and it's not like you're just giving the guy away, you know, yeah. and it's not like you're just getting this guy. You have to send away some, some high quality capital. A lot of times draft capital, that's going to keep you with those old players going into the next season. And then you got to try and make moves to, to get younger. So, I mean, it's all cyclical, just the same way it create, it helps create that parody, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to get into our starts of the week, but let's uh, let's hear from Trophy Smack before we get there. What's one of the best things about fantasy football? It's the tradition that surrounds it, and nothing sets off a fantasy football league like a piece of hardware with your name on it. Level up your fantasy smack talk with awesome trophies, rings, belts, and more. Check out their options by clicking on our affiliate link in the podcast description. Shout out Megan. Thanks, Meg, for the for the ad read there. Appreciate you. Dan, our starts of the week were, were great last week. I mean, we we killed it. It was it was awesome. We needed it after our letdown the prior week. Everyone, you know, our listeners needed it. Hopefully they listened to us. But before we jump in, I want to let you do the review. If you're in the chat here, thank you for being here. Why don't you let us know who who do you think? You know, are, are some of those guys we're not looking at that you want to put in your lineup this week? Who would your start of the week be? Dan, let me throw it to you. Give us a review of last week and tell everybody how 
how great we did. You know, pat ourselves on the back a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I love talking about us. You know what I mean? So, uh, also, apologies for the week before because that was pretty rough. We got I think him back I, this week. I think I picked three guys, right? And uh, only one of them scored points that week. So, um, did a lot better. Uh, I ended up rolling with Tony Pollard as my running back start of the week. He ends up with 10 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown, four receptions, 20 yards, another touchdown for 22.2 points and finishes as the sixth best RB in PPR formats. Keenan Allen with 12 for 92 was my wide receiver choice. He was the 10th best wide receiver that week going against that week, Miami Dolphins secondary. And then Dalton Schultz was my tight end, and he finishes tight end four that week with six catches for 87 yards, 14.7 PPR points. Pretty solid, especially with three in the top 10. Oh, absolutely. Pick on it. Keenan Allen, 14 targets two weeks in a row. He's back. He's back. He is back. back, Justin Herbert loves him. Some Keenan Allen. I I didn't do that well, uh, but I did. You know, Dante Foreman is my running back. He didn't do well. Is up outside the top 24. He did have 21 carries for 74 yards. That goes right back to my Chuba talk of like, (laughs) I don't know which one of these guys to start, and maybe it's neither, but maybe – one of them falls in the end zone, but 21 carries is a healthy amount. You got to like opportunities. that volume. Absolutely. He just doesn't catch it with any touchdowns and he doesn't catch passes for Carolina, but this was the big one. Jerry Judy. I came on last week. I said, the chiefs are horrible against wide receiver ones. No Cortland Sutton. That makes Jerry Judy, the wide receiver one for Denver, eight catches, 73 yards. Three of those eight catches were for pay dirt. Helped me win a little DFS money, which I'll take. It was hurting me. Uh, my son was like, what are you doing? We don't cheer for the Broncos. But I'm like, I kind of want Jerry Judy to score again. <laughs> I was conflicted all day long. He ends up tied uh, for a wide receiver one in PPR formats with Justin Jefferson. Uh, but, yeah, Jerry Judy killed it. And then Foster Moreau gave us another fat zero. So time to move <laughs> on from Foster Moreau, that's for sure. No more Foster Moreau. Jerry Judy shouldn't have even been in that game, first of all. Okay, he made that contact with the official. I was actually in Denver at Mile High. Trey and I were uh, co-hosts for the Fastest 40. And it was like, what are we doing? Why is number 10 not getting blanketed at this point? That's the only guy they're throwing to. Um, But I'm glad somebody I know benefited from it. (laughs) Yeah, it hurt. It hurt the whole time. That's what the Chiefs do. And uh, there's a guy named Chris Moore this week. I'm not saying to start him in your in your, in your uh, redraft leagues, but keep an eye on him because he looks to be, if Nico Collins misses again, he looks to be the number one target there in Houston. And we know the Chiefs are bad against number one wide receivers. Chris Moore. My goodness. Yeah, uh, that gave me shades of what Jamar Chase did me, did for me uh, last year in the Super Bowl of one of my fantasy leagues. Again, it was awesome <laughs> for fantasy, but it just kills you as a Chiefs fan. On the third touchdown, I was like, all right, chill. <laughs> I've won the game. We can stop. <laughs> so we'll look at the uh, streams for this week, starting with the running backs. Uh, I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco. I love what I've seen from the Kansas City running back rookie. Uh, we do face the Houston Texans, a pretty soft defense overall against running backs. Um, but I just see this being a game where we kind of go up early. And I, I, I think I said this about the Broncos last week on one of the shows I was on, but um, you know, maybe there's a really good chance we can kind of take our foot off the gas, maybe in midway through the third, fourth, salt the clock away. And that's really when Pacheco's going to be able to shine for you. If he doesn't already accumulate some pass catches and and stats before that point. So I really like Pacheco this week for my start of the week. Yeah. And he had a couple of screen passes to him last week. So he is catching the ball a little bit more. And of course he had that angry run uh, to ice the game. Gotta love that. Absolutely love Isaiah Pacheco. And maybe, you know, just maybe they need to ice the game. They could bring in a guy named Ronald Jones, give him a few touches, you know, here and there. So uh, I'm going Brian Robinson jr. For the Washington Commanders, you may have forgotten out there, uh, last time we saw the Commanders was in Week 13 against the same opponent they're going to play this week in New York Giants. Very odd scheduling to have the Commanders play the same team in two straight games, just throw a bye week in the middle of that. 
But back in week 13, Brian Robinson had 96 yards on the ground uh, with 21 carries. And if we take it a little bit further, three of the last four games, Brian Robinson has at least 80 yards rushing. They're giving him the ball. He's been efficient when he's he's getting it. He's getting over 80 yards, nearly over 80 yards every game. Coming out of the bye week, the Commanders are right here in this playoff hunt, right? So are the Giants, but the Commanders are right in this thing. Coming out of the bye week, I expect them to lean on the run. I expect them to lean on Brian Robinson. And they're now playing the Giants defense that just gave up 253 yards on the ground to the Eagles. 144 of those were to your boy, Miles Sanders. So it wasn't all Jalen Hurts just rushing all over the place. Like this is this defense has really taken a turn for the worse against the rush. And I love me some Brian Robinson this week. I love Brian Robinson just in general. He he's got such a good story too. And um it's crazy to think that that Giants front ha- has kind of fallen off on on defending against the run. You know, you got some big guys up there in Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams and uh, everybody else that they're lining up in that in that defense. So, you know, I I love the pick. I obviously he had a phenomenal game against them just two weeks ago. Yeah, definitely a weird uh, situation with the schedule, but you know, I I do like that pick quite a bit. Before we get to our wide receivers, let me know what do you think about locking on Thursday night tomorrow night against San Francisco. So, I Lockett's caught a touchdown. What the last six weeks straight. I think he's got one of the longest touchdown receiving touchdown streaks in the NFL. Um, you know, him and DK are pretty much the only guys catching passes out there for Seattle. Uh, I know Gino has been good for the most part this season, but he is facing a pretty tough defense. Uh, maybe that pressure could get to him, but we could also see a situation where, you know, if they don't have Brock Purdy or if, you know, they, they go down early, um, they might just light it up. Seattle's playing for a lot this week That's in that right. division. You know, if, if the Niners end up beating them on Thursday, it's game over. They secure the division, and the Seahawks would fall to what five hundred seven and seven on the year. So, I think they have a lot to play for. I I like the pick for Tyler Lockett. I would maybe flex him uh, low end wide receiver too. But with that touchdown streak, you got to feel good about that. Yeah, you like the touchdown streak, and and really, I personally, I'm not, I'm not worried about playing wide receivers against San Francisco. I would not be as quick to play a running back against San Francisco. Kenneth Walker will be back. I think he's, I think he's kind of a must start, just knowing what we know from him all season long. And if he's going to be healthy, it looks like he's going to play tomorrow night. I think you do go ahead and put him in your lineup. Mm-hmm. But Tyler Lockett, he's kind of in that same realm of like. He's kind of a must-start. I don't expect him to go off and maybe put up top five numbers this week, but probably go and must. I think he's in must-start territory. San Francisco, the last three games, and a, one of these games was against Tampa Bay, who is terrible. Like that offense is so bad, right? San Francisco still bottom ten in in passing yards against, right? This this. Defensive backfield is not great in San Francisco. And I think we talked about it about two or three weeks ago. And I brought that up. Like, yeah, they're great. Almost top five against the run. But when it comes to the pass, they're not. If they can't get, if the pressure can't get there, the back end does break down and breaks down often. And I think Seattle's going to have to lean on the pass quite a bit this week. Um, hopefully get, you know, Gino using a little bit of his legs to to stay active in the pocket and DK Tyler Lockett um, chalk him up and, yeah, I think they both in your in your starting lineup. I think all three, Walker, Lockett, and Metcalf, are pretty much locks to be in your lineups this week. I totally agree. So wide receiver. Who you uh who are you looking at this week, Trevor? Wide receiver this week. I am going with Michael Pittman, another guy coming off of the bye week with you know, and before the Colts went on the bye, we all remember the I don't embarrassment that the, that the Cowboys brought the Colts going off for 33 points or something like that in the fourth quarter alone. So that game gets out of hand. It goes crazy. You don't really see anything out of Michael Pittman. He has two catches in the game. You kind of forget about him. Then they go into the bye week easy again to forget about him. You might not be willing to put him back in your lineup. I'm here to tell you, put him back in your lineup before that week, 13 tilt, Michael Pittman 
had at least six catches in six of the, the seven games before the Cowboys. That's volume. That's a high floor, especially in PPR leagues. Automatic six points, just putting him in your, in your lineup. You like that kind of a floor, especially uh, in the playoffs. You, you don't want to see a, a big old goose egg. Minnesota dead last in, pass, in most passing defensive stats, right? So another team you're going to pick on through the air. It's a pass funnel type defense. I think Michael Pittman should, should show up in your lineups. And, and I don't think he's, again, not a necessarily a guy that's going to go top five for you, but a guy that's going to end up in the top 20 at wide receiver. He's going to give you a safe floor, and you're going to feel good coming out of the other side with Michael Pittman in your lineup. Yeah, I mean, the Lions receiving core just torched that Minnesota secondary a week ago. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jameis Williams, uh, Jameson Williams got his first catch uh, as a rookie, and it went for, what, 42 yards for a touchdown, something that along awesome. those lines. I mean, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to see that for him coming off that ACL. And uh, I think Pittman has a really good opportunity here to, to do some damage against this Viking secondary. And speaking of the Lions, I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson this week, uh, the Jets rookie wide receiver. He has been phenomenal, especially when there's a competent quarterback under center. And Mike White has shown that he can get the ball to him and favors him. Uh, he gets the bulk of the targets in just about every single contest that they're in. And they're facing the Lions secondary, who is also in that bottom five territory when it comes to most of the passing metrics defensively that you're going to look at. So Garrett Wilson. Got to plug him in. He's my start of the week for this week. Yeah, and I'm going to talk a little bit more of Mike White here momentarily. Uh, but before we get side ends, we got a question in the chat. Swift, Jerry Judy, or Jarek McKinnon? I'm going to assume we're looking like, you know, your flex play here, obviously, mm. with the wide receiver in there. Um, I would like to know, Nathan, is this PPR or non-PPR? That would be helpful. But if I'm going PPR here, uh, I, I'm probably going back to Jerry Judy unless this is a big one. If Russell Wilson does not pass uh, protocol, then I'm going Swift. Look, I love McKinnon. Uh, it is PPR. Nathan says here, so mm-hmm. I love McKinnon again. I played McKinnon last week in DFS. Two lineups hit big. Absolutely love seeing him score two touchdowns. That's not the normal uh, for Jarek McKinnon. He's usually a three or four touch or you know touch guy a, a, a week maybe a couple of catches here and there, but to score twice, obviously was pretty, uh, it's, that's going to be inconsistent. So I'm going Deandre Swift. If Russell Wilson is out, who are you going with here? No, I, I honestly would probably lean towards Swift initially. I, I, I think Deandre Swift has a, has a tough match, kind of a tough matchup with the New York jets. Um, but they've still shown that they, they, they can get him the ball in those tough situations. Uh, I like Jerry Judy, too, as well. I mean, he's become the favorite for Russell Wilson, especially if Cortland Sutton doesn't play and Russell Wilson does. Uh, that puts you in a little bit of a better situation. And then with Jarek McKinnon, he has some sleeper qualities to him for me this week because they're playing the Houston Texans. Uh, there's a good chance that, you know, maybe if they do go up, they can bench my guy Pacheco that I picked this week and and plug McKinnon in for a little bit more work. So um, those are all scenarios that are kind of tough to weigh. Um, but I think I think I'm leaning kind of where you are with Jerry Judy. You know, after talking it out a little bit, especially if Cortland, Cortland Sutton's not on the field, uh, he's going to be the number one target, and, there, and there's really no one else there besides maybe Dolchich that uh, that's going to get any love from from Russ or or Ripian either way, really. Yeah, Dulcich, uh, plenty of targets last week. It didn't really show up, but uh, Kendall Hinton just doesn't doesn't do anything, apparently. Uh, he's, he's a lot of name, but doesn't actually do anything. And the only thing I'd be worried about with McKinnon this week, we have seen in the past Andy Reid have a, a tendency to kind of not utilize some of these veteran running backs that he wants and needs in the playoffs, especially if they go out big. You're right, maybe they set Pacheco, but I, I mean – I made the comment earlier about Ronald Jones, but whether it's Ronald Jones or Melvin Gordon, I really truly do think if they get up big, we'll see that third or fourth running back probably more often than we will the rest of the year, uh, which could, you know, obviously eat into both Pacheco and McKinnon. Let's get into tight ends though. Who's your tight end start of the week? I'm going with Dawson Knox of the Buffalo Bills. Dawson Knox had himself a pretty nice game last week. Four catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. 
And they're facing the Miami Dolphins secondary one that has been atrocious this year. The defense has been the Achilles heel for that team. Uh, now it's kind of looking like maybe the offense isn't clicking 100% either. But I see the this as a, a nice little game for Dawson Knox and and Josh Allen to kind of take advantage. Uh, we've, we've said it all year long. Tight end is a hard one to gauge, right? Um, if you don't have one of those premier guys, one of those guys you feel comfortable starting every week, then uh, you m- might be a good idea to pull this guy up from your bench and and plug him in. Or you know, if you're if you're starting him every week, I feel first of all, you know, if you're starting Dawson Knox every week, I hope you're in the playoffs at this point. But um, I like I like to pick this week for him to to click with Josh Allen against a, a weak defense in Miami. Yeah, picked it up last week. Seven targets. I love this game. Like I just I just want to watch the game already. Like this I think it's going to be pretty high flying. I think Tua is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder after really laying a dud last week against San Francisco or 2 weeks ago against San Francisco. Um and then I guess they laid a dud last week against the Chargers, right? So 2 weeks in a row they have uh, been really hurting. So I think they're going to come out ready to ready to rock this week. Can't and- do it a third time. Can't yeah, do a third right. time. You don't want to make it a trend. <laughs> divisional divisional matchup. We'll see how that goes. I'm going back to the Broncos and Greg Dulcich. Uh, we kind of talked about him. He did have a really, rather bland box score last week, if that's what you're just looking at. But he did have the six, the eight targets, which was the second week in a row he had eight targets. Uh, so he's got eight targets back-to-back weeks. Matchup of all matchups for tight ends in the Arizona Cardinals. They're absolutely – horrendous against the tight end it's not a like i'm not just saying that they are the worst team against tight ends giving up 18 fantasy points per game against the tight end position hunter henry about had a long score on him last week it on monday night football just a couple days ago like this team is just really bad against tight ends i don't understand how you're so bad against one position all season long like this but give me some greg dulcich this week and you mentioned it like it's hard to pick some of these guys because quite frankly, I don't know if this is a start of the week, a stream of the week, or just a guy who pick up off the waivers because tight right. end is so bad. You got to find good matchups with good volume. Both right. of the guys we just mentioned had at least seven targets last mm-hmm. week. We expect them to get that volume and they're both in good matchups. That's what you're looking for. If you're scouring the waiver wires or looking at the three or two or three tight ends that are on your on your roster. Right. And it doesn't do much for us to pick Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews every week. <laughs> yes. Right? Play Travis Kelsey. So we're, we're trying to mix it up for you with these starts of the week, uh, kind of stray from the obvious and, and give you maybe the stream, which is the more risky pick of the, of the ones that we're going to uh, shell out there. Um, so before we get to that stream, you know, let's take a quick break and, and uh, talk about NFL plus. Well, the NFL season is here, and so is NFL Plus. NFL Plus allows you all your local games, all the primetime games, and even coaches film with select subscriptions starting at just $4.99 per month. Click on the link in the episode description to browse options and enjoy the NFL on the go. Take the NFL anywhere you are this season and join NFL Plus today. Man, I just realized I'm certain I put the wrong one up last time, so my apologies for that. But, yes, that's our friends over at NFL Plus. Let's get into these streamers of the week. And I just want to remind everybody in the chat, if you've got any more to start sits questions, we're, we're going to come up on the end of this here pretty quick, like as we get through our streamers. Make mm-hmm. sure you drop them in the chat there so we can answer them before we close this thing down. Dan, last week – Another great week for us with the streamers. You and Kirk Cousins ends up a top five quarterback, 425 yards and two touchdowns, 25 points. Gerald Everett, your your boy, man. I'm telling you, you ride him all season long. Tight end 11. We'll take it, right? Five for 28. It's not like he's put up gaudy numbers, but really he doesn't hurt you last week unless you're playing – an opponent who has like Evan Ingram last week. Uh, I think there was another tight end that went off quite a bit, but 
but like the Travis Kelsey's that he didn't go off last week. Like he normally does really seven and a half points. You're kind of in that game. Uh, both of us did bad at defense Steelers and Cardinals. They both end up with just three points. Right. I went Trevor Lawrence last week, the quarterback one on the week. Love to see it. 236 yards. I got a typo in my notes, 236 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns. Added another touchdown on the ground, so you love to see that from Trevor Lawrence. Over 33 fantasy points. And then my tight end didn't do near as well. Daniel Bellinger, who looked like he was going to be on his way to a, a pretty good game. The guy can't stay on the field right now. Ends up outside the top 12 and tight mm. ends. But let's do it again. Let's give him, let's give him two more top five quarterbacks right here. Dan, you start. Who's the top five quarterback this week? Yeah, so top five. <laughs> I don't feel as confident about top top five. I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, guys you wouldn't uh, feel too bad streaming uh, in this in this week. So I'm not expecting him to to exactly finish at the very top, but um, I'm going with Mac Jones. Right, they're facing a pretty weak Las Vegas Raiders defense. They tend to give up uh, maybe bottom ten in a lot of these passing categories and the Patriots, they can, they have enough talent in that receiving group to kind of go off. You mentioned Hunter Henry. He had almost what was a very long touchdown. And then uh, you, you have um, Kendrick Bourne and, and all the other guys in that, in that unit of wide receivers that, you know, Mac Jones has been very eager to throw that ball too. Um, he's him. He's pretty much waving off Matt Patricia anytime he calls a play uh, to call his own. So I like Mac Jones against this Raider defense. I think there's a good chance that he can put up some numbers, maybe not in the top five, uh, but I like him in the top 12 at the very least. Yeah, I, and, that, and that's obviously we we don't think these streamers are going to go top five, but uh, they did it last week. So we have to keep that going. Right. I, Absolutely. I love it. I love Mac Jones. I've actually been doing some studying on my my daily stuff, and he's been popping a little bit there. So uh, that's 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 good news. That means he's he's in a really good spot. the The worst part about him is like you don't know who's going to throw it to. Uh, luckily for redraft season, we don't care about that. We just care about his own points. Right. Uh, and moving on. Earlier, you talked about Garrett Wilson. I'm going to talk about the guy throwing to him and Mike White. If he starts again, this is another. This is a weird week because there's so many injuries out there right now. He's also look, you know, been missing a little bit of practice. Goes in and out of the game like three times last week. Dude's a man. He's gonna get back out there this week. I feel it. In three starts, he's averaged 43 passing attempts per game, and he's totaled four touchdowns during those three games, averaging about 17 fantasy points. But he's got a ceiling up to around 25. Fantasy points. Now he gets the Lions. And Dan, I've got got some some great stats for you here. Since their bye week in uh, week six, these are what the quarterbacks have finished against the Detroit Lions in fantasy football. Starting in week 17 or week seven, Dak in his first game back, he ends up, you know, QB 17. It's his first game back. You kind of expect it. And then it just goes mayhem. Week eight, <laughs> first. Week nine, 16th that was Rodgers who threw three touchdowns and all of them got called back week 10 first week 11 fifth week 12 first third week 13 14th and then week 14 fifth so if you count it up there that's three number one quarterbacks over the last seven weeks and it's five top five finishes this Detroit Lions defense it's not good (laughs) The Lions themselves are getting better. The defense is not, even if they're winning ball games, this defense is not the reason. The reason is because of Jared Goff and all those weapons on the offensive side of the field. This defense has been bad. I love what I see out of Mike White so far, and I really think he's going to continue that trend this week, throwing to your start of the week, Garrett Wilson, uh, maybe a couple of touchdowns this week, right? Let's throw it out to the universe. Two touchdowns. From Mike White to Garrett Wilson, I love that. Let's uh, let's stack that up in a in a daily fantasy lineup because <laughs> I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing from from anybody that's playing the Detroit Lions. I mean, Je- Justin Jefferson put up over 220 yards last week against those guys, so that's a, that's a phenomenal pick. Obviously, 
Kirk Cousins, Cousins was your pick. He had five. his way too. Had his way too. <clears throat> Moving into tight ends, um, this is a guy that I haven't picked at all this year, even though he's kind of been a touchdown hound. Um, Jawan Johnson for the New Orleans Saints. I'm pick. I'm rolling with him this week. I feel a touchdown coming from him. I feel six points. That's enough usually to get you into top eight tight end territory. Um, they're facing the Atlanta Falcons, who's one of the weaker defenses against tight ends as well. Uh, so I'm rolling with them, man. I think the Saints and Andy Dalton are gonna, you know, get him the rock and and let him hit some pay dirt too. Uh, yeah, I've talked Jawan Johnson up a couple times this year. Yeah, he he's he's a little hit or miss, but right now we're in the playoffs. If you need somebody, he's got plenty of hit in him. I'm gonna go with Kate Otten of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is if you're in a real bind. I mean, you're looking around, whatever. Maybe you've you've lost a tight end, or you just hate the matchup, and you just need something out there. Kate Otten's gonna be out there. 15 targets over the last two weeks. And last week he he ran a route on 77% of Tom Brady dropbacks. This offense is inefficient. It's terrible. It's really, it's just not a good NFL offense. But Tom Tom's throwing the ball like 50 times a game. So you're running a route on 77% of 50 dropbacks. That's a lot of volume. Plus you're getting eight, seven, eight targets there. There's plenty of opportunity for Kate Otten. Uh, and that's what we're looking for at tight end right now is somebody with a little bit of volume, maybe that he can find pay dirt as well. Uh, if he's getting that much run, I really like that no matter what. Uh, even Cameron Bray was playing last week, and he's still getting that much run and, and those that many routes on dropbacks. So I'm not going to say I love K-Dot, and I'm not going to say he's going to end up top 12, but I do think that if you're in a real bind, he's somebody that you can definitely take a look at. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, I think he's earned some of the trust, not just of Tom Brady, but of the coaching staff. And it's shown with the the number of routes that he's been running out there. Um, Tom Brady traditionally has a tight end, right? That That's his go-to guy, his security blanket. So hopefully Kate Otten turns into that guy this week for you and uh, we get a top 10 finish. Looking at defenses this week. There were a couple matchups that I really liked, and I wanted to kind of stray away from a few of those teams. I wanted to pick the Chiefs. Uh, they had themselves a pretty pretty good week last week against the Broncos. Um, but this week I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. They're facing that Rams offense, one that features uh, John Wolfer, or I'm sorry, Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Uh, there's a good chance uh, Baker gets pressure. Baker. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Baker Mayfield. That 92-yard drive was impressive, okay? I, I was, was on four days, just four days being with the team. Um, gas him up a little bit, but going back to the Packers pick, uh, I think there's a good chance they can force the pressure on on him. Uh, that, that Rams offensive line is one of the worst in the league. Uh, Packers have really good edge rushers, and they also have a very solid uh, secondary. Now, they're not going to do much against the run, but they're pretty solid against the pass, and they're good at uh, at bringing the pressure. So I like the Green Bay Packers to hold the Rams to less than 20 points and and maybe get a turnover or two and run up some sacks. Yeah, anytime you play a bad offense like that, let's do it. I'm going uh, – I'm going to take the Panthers here. Carolina quietly improving on the defensive end and quite drastically, really, if you look back the first half of the season versus the second half of the season of some of those splits – and now they get probably Mitchell Trubisky. We didn't talk about Kenny Pickett uh, in the news being a concussion protocol. If he misses this game, Mitch Trubisky's playing. I'll play the Panthers against Mitch Trubisky. And this is a team that probably is out there for you because not a lot of teams are, are scooping up the Carolina Panthers. But a, a team that I like this week against a potentially Mitch Trubisky-led Steelers team. That's that sounds like a pretty juicy matchup. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the Panthers definitely are on the waivers. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think I've seen them started in any of my leagues this year. So uh, definitely a true streaming option for sure. Absolutely. Dan, let's go ahead and start to close this out. If you've got any last minute questions, throw them in the chat. If you Stayed with us this long. Hit that like <laughs> button. 
Subscribe to the Stadium Rant YouTube channel. Let me get this off the screen. You can follow me right here on your screen at Trevor S underscore FF on Twitter. I am live on the Stadium Rant channel most every Friday night at 8.15. This week I'm going to go Saturday night uh, during the Bills game. I figured if I'm talking DFS, maybe I do a little sweat uh, from my Saturday teams <laughs> and then talk a little Sunday main slate for everybody. But again, usually it's Friday night live. And really you can find anything you want at stadiumrant.com and you can find four different shows throughout the week here on the Stadium Rant YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe to that. Hit that bell in the top right. It'll make sure it notifies you anytime we are live each and every night. Necessary roughness on Tuesday nights. Tomorrow night, our NBA live show, The Bounce, will be right here. And go follow our NFL podcast over there on Spotify called NFL on Stadium Rant Podcast. Absolutely. And you can follow me on Twitter as well. I have it up here at Dan underscore TF 40. Make sure you're tuning in to our other podcasts as well. Uh, The one that I run with my co-host Trey Lawrence, uh, the fastest 40 available on Spotify, Apple and anchor and pretty much anywhere that you're going to be listening to your content. Um, Check out ADP on Twitter. We're going to be posting episode links and, and different things and answering those questions. those fantasy questions that you might have coming up. So that is going to be at ADP podcast underscore SR and follow stadium rant, our presenter here at stadium rant HQ and visit them at www.stadiumrant.com. Appreciate everyone for listening this week. Good luck. I need to know everything who in the what and the where I need everything. Trust me, I hear what you're saying, but act like it's new what you're telling me. I'm curious, George, I hop in the Porsche, five and a horse, I'm ready for war, I'm coming for throws to turn to a ghost, I need to know everything. Now you'd be surprised at the info you get is by letting them talk, so I'm letting them.